Well, hello, y'all. This is Market Explainer. We are the Business News Podcast. Before we get rolling, folks, I just want to ask you to do us a favor. We have a Patreon. We are getting our levels and tiers set up on our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Market Explainer. Go yep. join our Patreon. We're going to have Go a, join our we're Patreon. Gonna, we're going to have a cheap tier. We're going to start throwing up content over there. Also, if you could do us a favor, I don't want you to blast. I just, I don't want you to smash it or blast it or do anything unkind. I just want you to gently caress, okay, like it's a, like it's a puppy. When pet you say like gently button. caress, it makes me nervous. So I'm sure it makes everyone else. Just pet that like button. Hit the like, subscribe. I say hit, okay. Yeah, but yeah. I don't want to use that kind of divisive, violent language. I don't want you to hit anything or anyone. Uh, I just sure. want you to gen- gently pet that like button. No, no, quit. Please stop. <laughs> Please stop. Go. <laughs> hey, like button. What's going on? Stop hey, what's it. up? Subscribe hey, stop, button. Stop, stop, stop. Come here Get often. into our stories, Danny. Stop it. Stop it. It's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, this is an awesome story. This mm. first one. We have four fantastic stories. We've got a lot to get into today. Um, we are always, like I always like to say, we are definitely better than group chat pod. Um, this first one, piece of gold, it is a marker that our economy is amazing and there's zero inflation and there's nothing to be concerned about. As we all know, the, prizes, the price of housing is skyrocketing and it's perfectly fine. No reason to panic. Has 17% nothing to do. last month has nothing to do with the massive money printing going down going on at the federal reserve it's totally fine it will remain calm don't listen to conspiracy theorists that are saying that this means the end of the good economy in america all wacky but now they're going to give you uh, a 40-year mortgage Ginny may which for people who don't understand is this weird incestuous thing where it's defined as a gse a government-sponsored entity Correct. Which is a fancy way of saying the federal government's bank. Right? In a way, yes. So, Ginny May, I mean, am I incorrect in saying that Ginny May lines, outlines the product and the banks pick it up and they start offering it to people and then Ginny May, at some point in time in the transaction, ends up acquiring the loan back while it is managed by the bank? That is, that is a correct and layman's way of putting it but yes okay. they design products that they think that the government can sell that are government right. backed right? right so so yes and in this way they believe that they can because currently look when you say incestuous you really the mortgages industry as a whole the banking industry as a whole is very incestuous people make money from each other in a billion different ways the way loans are handed back and forth and money changes hands back and forth the mortgage industry and the way it runs all across america it's it's how lower levels of mortgage functions is the ability to sell these on the back end right and that kind of stuff and you have second and third markets so Jenny May's real job, as you said, is to create products that they think can sell on the secondary market, and though, and if they do take hold. So what I'm the reason I'm putting that disclaimer on it is just because Jenny May creates this product doesn't necessarily mean that the market is going to pick it up. And is run going away. to pick it up, and if the market, the secondary market, doesn't pick it up, no one will offer a forty-year mortgage. Right. This happens sometimes. They come out with a product or a, or the government, and when they right. use Jenny May to do it, comes out with a, 
a, a new home buyer bonus or something right. like that that may not be picked up on the secondary market because the which secondary is where, market which is where the product really matters is because Ginnie Mae is not a direct to, they don't go to the consumer correct they're a no, bank correct. they're a bank to bank they're a B2B so what's interesting about this is this is kind of like if you look at uh, you know our cousins to the north America's hat Canada you look at Canada's housing market, and if you're like me and you watch some of those fake HGTV shows, <laughs> kind of understand it. I actually have family in Canada, on, on both both in Toronto and in um, BC, uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. You you kind of understand that you know adjusted for the change in currency, housing there is like the entire country is like New York and California, right? Housing is priced silly. Right, is right. absurd. I think British Columbia has some of the most expensive real estate. You want a small house? They are adjusted for the difference in currency, two thousand square feet. I don't know what it is in meters because I'm an American, but you know <laughs> the equivalent of a two thousand. I always have to put a calculator in there. I, like okay. I, I don't get it. No, I'm American, so none of this like whatever your weird French numbers are mm -hmm. don't mean anything to me. Yep. Um, yeah. So, but I'm just saying like. The equivalent of a two thousand square foot house, we're into the half a plus half a plus million dollars adjusted for like in most of these major markets. And sure, in the smaller markets, Calgary and other places, prices aren't so crazy. But the majority of the population of Canada lives a hundred miles from the U.S. border, and they also majority live in in these bigger cities, just like the U.S. But they have forty year mortgages up there. Well, because look, they did this in the they did this in the automotive industry in the last fifteen years, right? Correct. In the in the nineties and two thousands, you were not getting uh, a loan on a car that was more than five years. Correct. It, you just weren't. It, they were all like between in, three and five years. Five right. years, sixty payments was the max you would find right. on a car. Now, and as that was cars. Go ahead. Wild too back then. Yeah, and wild. as cars got more expensive, they realized that people could not afford the payments. With the 60 more, you know what I mean? 60 month payments. So how can I get more of these expensive cars sold? Well, some bank out there started selling 72 month notes. And now no, you 84. can buy a Tesla on an eight year loan. 84, right? isn't it 84 Yeah, months? I think it's something like that. It doesn't, the point is, is now you have six, seven and eight year loans on cars. Now, that is so that they can sell you a higher price product, bringing that monthly right. payment down. However, that also means that if you're the average American that buys your house and sells it between five and ten years down the road, you've now right. paid less on your house because you were stretching that payment. And during that time, the bank has made more. Correct. You've paid less into your overall wealth, and, and, and the bank has paid, made more. And if you've paid less... Your, your capacity to build equity because you're coming Lessons. to the table with it's, it's lower. So, again, like I said at the beginning, this is not a bad omen for the economy. Everything is perfectly <laughs> fine. Keep, you know, keep spending consumer dollars on your credit card. Not a big deal. America's yeah. the greatest country in the world. Nothing wrong here. Okay, There's no such thing as inflation. Look, I have zero problems with this existing. 
Okay. They're going to put it through the FHA system, right? They're going right. to offer the product through the FHA system, which, which has barriers. The, the poorest people, the poorest people yeah. are the ones well, who go FHA. Again, but that's still most mortgages, right? So this will impact most mortgages. They're, they're also – the thing that I found interesting about this, though, typically when – the government creates a product, and you may creates a product. They have all kinds of stipulations around it, like VA loans, right, or USDA loans. They all or have if these. You, if, if you remember back to when um, this thing that happened in my lifetime and your lifetime, the crash of 2000, the big right. financial crisis in which I was a 17-year-old mortgage broker. Don't ask how that worked the out. The Great Recession, um, yes. Yeah. Um, there was an organization within the federal government, uh, an arm of the, the executive branch, called Housing and Urban Development. And in 2008, their direction to GSEs, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Ginnie Mae, was that 56% of their loans had to be subprime, which is a fancy way of saying, mm -hmm. hey, you have to give over half of the loans that you give out to people have to be people who cannot afford right. the loan. Well, but that, that obviously changed. That that with all the new rules and regulations that changed, right? And they have a lot of it's much more difficult to get a loan in today's world. So the FHA came out and said, "Look, if this product, if we it's supposed to come out between now and October, right? If we do get this product out and the market does respond, meaning we can sell them on the secondary market that investors right. are buying them, right. um, then." The FHA guidelines that currently exist for 15, 20, 25, and 30-year mortgages apply to this. However, unlike those, there is no loan limit. So FHA has a loan limit. It's a calculation based on the city and state, the average, right, or whatever. They don't want you using government money to overspend on loans and stuff like that. So there's a limit, right? Like here in Austin, it's around $400,000, right? You know what I mean? Um, but there's a limit. If there's no limit on a 40-year loan, meaning you meet all the other FHA criteria, right. but there's no loan limit, now you have millionaires taking advantage of a 40-year hey, product. Or and, again, a, and again, let me point, just point something out. This will work fine. This Programs like this mm -hmm. devised by the government have never backfired never inflated the housing market before. <laughs> They've never crashed the housing market before. So there's no reason to be concerned here at all. This is one of those where if I had a crystal ball and I was guessing, mm -hmm. like a lot of programs that you talk about the Great Recession, it's going to – millionaires love it. Millionaires yeah. don't care about how much interest they pay on loans like because they get to keep their money in their pocket. They get right. to invest it. They'll make more millionaires make more money off of their money in their accounts than they right. ever would on any loan and, that they pay and, for. And, right? And millionaires and billionaires, they love a couple of things, and one of the things they love is debt because right. debt creates and uh, it's not it's not taxable. So they have the cash to go buy. They put their cash in an investment. They take the investment returns. They take out a loan against that, yep. and all, all of a sudden they have access to their capital without paying taxes. They'll happily pay 10, 15 percent interest. Matter. It doesn't matter, but they'll because happily it's a write -off. pay them. Right. They'll write off the interest. So it's still income because it's a yeah. write off. It's still in. So billionaires will love it. this rule, and poor people, it's going to kill them. Uh, like yeah. it, we, and we again, talked about on never this, happened before. Uh, we talked I'm about on this scary. podcast before about generations. 
yeah. and how you know owning a home and and this kind of stuff. And Danny and I think a little differently about the you know wealth and owning a home and and whatever. But but this goes again more to into your side of if you are between your twenties and forties and you're signing a forty year lease East? or I mean a forty year mortgage, right. you are putting yourself in a situation where that right. home. That ROI, even with rates, not rates, but uh, values going up the way they're going, it right. still makes it crazy math. So let's just, you know, there's that clip in The Big Short. And my favorite part about that movie is they start the story of how this entire market got inflated in the middle of the story. and right. just neglected the part where the government was pulling the strings. They put everything at the bank, at the feet of these greedy bankers. I'm in, I'm a anarchist but i'm a capitalist right i'm a strict free market anarchist guy right mm -hmm. i'm not like a huge fan of the bankers i'm not waving Citibank's flag right. around okay right but i'm also saying they're greedy bankers okay we expect well, yeah. them to be greedy bankers but when the government permits them and says here's a way to be an even greedier bastard okay <laughs> so again yes yeah. i'm just saying uh i think it was over 52 i think it's over half 52 percent of millennials in a survey recently that I think I'm pulling this, it was an article from CNBC, mm -hmm. said they regretted going to college because of the volume of debt and how that debt put them behind in life. So sure. let's just use this as a jumping off point for me to say my crazy thing, which is maybe buying a single family home to live in as a residence might, and the big man is correct. This is the, the, the easiest entry into building wealth for every person. My parents are immigrants to this country. This is one tool they used to build wealth was a home. Mm -hmm. Now, um, and it served them well because when they want to buy the next one, you know, they're not putting, yeah, they're buying a way more expensive home. They progressively bought more expensive homes, but they're not coming out of pocket with a lot more money, right? right. It's always their, 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 the home that they lived in increased in value. They're, they're, they're capturing that value and they're, mm -hmm just passing it down the road into a bigger house. So, but it is a good time to reconsider the proposition, not saying you shouldn't invest in real estate, that the proposition that, you know, you're going to buy a house and live in it, and that's going to be a good investment for you. Um, because these are just, again, these are markers mm -hmm. that the government is, the government is communicating something to the market in a roundabout way, which is we don't expect houses to get any cheaper anytime soon. Right. No, and they, they don't. And, and there's been a lot. Of, I've seen a lot of stuff. Obviously, on a real estate company, my nose to, is in the grass right. note of all real estate news all the time. And there's a lot of people spouting. You know, again, the moratorium, the 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 more the default moratorium ends at the today we're recording this podcast. Um, there's a couple of things in the works, and this is not that show. We'll get into that in a different thing. Maybe I'll do a blog post about it. But the point though is, is this came about as a way to help. Like right. for example, if you lost your job last year and you've been utilizing the the moratorium on your back mortgage, right? It is not mortgage forgiveness. This right. may get make the numbers work for that bank to be able to Refinance change your loan you. because right. the payments are lower and whatever. Now, again, for the small percentage of people that that may actually help, right? right. Having a tool available for them is a good thing. The problem again, that I'm I have, not, I'm ahead. not against this. Okay, I'm not against anything. I'm just suggesting that the way it's going to be used, the same way 
um, balloon loans that were manu- that were used. Yeah, by arms in- and balloon notes. Adjustable and- adjustable rate mortgages mm-hmm. were used for people back in. So I'm just saying it. I'm not suggesting or in fact believing that this is going to inflate the market tomorrow, and it's all going to go kaboom. I'm just saying the the trend ain't good. The long-term result might not be good in the sense that we're going to inflate the market again. And I think our, I don't know that that's bueno. But again, we have a, a situation where the Federal Reserve, which is a private, non-private bank, complicated <laughs> way, but it's sure, a private, non-private, right. yeah. is the um, America's central bank um, is printing so much money, they have to get this money into the market. This money right. needs velocity. If this capital lacks velocity, the whole... This is a merry-go-round that it, when it stops, it all starts lighting on fire. Well, okay? and that's why they come out with these new products. Because we they live in a, an economy that has to move. We've, you and I have talked about this. We live in a transaction-based economy. We right. are, all of our businesses are incestuous to a certain extent. Right. We all just transfer money to each other all day long. That's what yeah. we do. That's what the American economy relies on is right. everybody changing money, hand, even though it's the same set of money. Right. But it changing hand constantly is how we function. But but what I was getting at though is is look, the problem is the situations are situational. What I mean by that is one of the reasons I do this podcast is to help educate people on how things work and that kind of stuff. I know Danny laughs every time I say that because he has no problem being against that. But my point is is it, it, the someone when I say situations are situational and people are people, meaning someone uses this product to buy a house. The idea of this being created, the government does not want you to pay a loan for 40 years, for the next 40 years. They know this is not a great benefit to you. What they want you is to use this maybe to get in a home or refinance your home because you lost your job or whatever. And with the idea that when you get another job six months from now and your terms are better, you refinance back to a 30-year mortgage, a 15-year mortgage. That is the idea that's written on paper so all this stuff gets, you know what I mean, passed. The problem is, is people, people, the people that do these kind of things, that the government can't come back to you and go, hey, it's time. It's time for you to refi. You got a job now right. again, right? You got a blah, 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 yada, yada. You need yeah. to refinance. They don't do that. So what happens is that same person that takes advantage of this so that they can refi to get their back mortgage or whatever, a year from now when they do have a job or a better job or a they're gonna say, job, my, they're just going to keep paying this 40-year right. mortgage instead of doing it. My payments went from seventeen hundred to fourteen hundred. Well, Dagnabbit, I can afford that boat now. Right. right? I can afford that and boat. I can afford that whatever. Vacation. I can blow that money on Listen, nothing. I'm not a like a hardcore Dave Ramsey. Get out of debt. It's going to be your savior guy. I'm not no, that guy. I'm not either. But I'm also a guy who says, well, carrying tons and tons of like being that up to your neck in debt, where it's just like I can afford my payments, but I can't afford the things that I owe payments on. Yeah, that is a dangerous economy to live in and i'm just saying that as a guy who is i'm not saying i'm anti-government at all i'm just saying some people might define me that way i'm just saying <laughs> i'm one of those people just, that would definitely define you that way <laughs> sure um Go i'm just saying that i don't know that this this is a strong signal that they have the fa- like this is not good for people i don't think now that being no, said I, I, if you're again, someone I think it offers a short-term way out for them to say that hey i'm doing something Right. right, I'm doing something. I, I know that Which not everybody. The, the entirety of government is, hey man, we had to do something, so right. we decided to screw you over completely. Um, 
which is like, you know, I have conversations with my friends who have certain political persuasions. They're like, well, you had to do something. I was like, so he decided to screw everybody over? That was the plan? All I'm telling you is if you're looking at this, talk yeah. to more than one person. I put look, I put money decisions in the same thing I do medical decisions. Right. Talk to more than one person. That's all. Because there yeah. are bad mortgage people out there. If this talk, becomes talk. a product in October, yeah, there are bad mortgage people out there. There's somebody that may in some way figure out how to screw you. Just if something doesn't sound right, get more information. Correct. Understand talk what to, you're getting talk into. To more. Talk to the, the the financial equivalent of a chiropractor because they'll always tell you something wacky. <laughs> do not do that at all. But I'm just so let me just before we jump into this next story, I do want to just speculate really quick and say, hey, listen, for the millennials out there that are saying, I agree with you, Danny, you're correct. The big man is wild. He doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, we're, we might be screwed. There's still an opportunity for you to go out there and go to cities where you think there's an like, for instance, if I, you know, in Texas, if I'm investing in Texas. I might go down to Galveston or South Padre and say, hey, with a 40-year, I can actually buy a house and like afford it. And South Padre and Galveston, they're used to short-term rentals as a business. And, hey, maybe there's an opportunity here for me to get a, to get a house on a 40-year. And, and well, you would have to live in it. You can't use it as an investment property. But well, of course, I would live in it. Who said I wasn't yeah. going to live in it? Okay, again, Danny's getting into his scammy behavior. No, so that's, that's one thing about FHA is it's not you can't go buy an investment property. I never on a said that mortgage. I wasn't going to live in it, big I, man. This is for okay. for owner occupied only. This would be owner occupied, and I would just rent out all the other rooms. On uh, I'm just saying, like you know. Now to, to say about. that they're going to put protocols in place other than asking you, because you know yeah. in Texas, for example, that's all you get asked when you yeah. you're, you're buying this property owner occupied, right? Like correct. Like that's 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 the hurdle you have to jump listen, for investment properties and in, and I'm in not Texas. saying anyone would ever do this, okay, or that you should do this. No, you should. But not. I'm just okay. I'm just saying, like, if you lived in it for six months and then decided you didn't want to live in, uh, you know, mm-hmm. America's spring break capital, uh, you know, don't listen to Danny, folks. He'll get you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> 